Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. You probably think you know fairy tales. Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. You probably think that they're cute and boring. But the real stories aren't cute and boring at all. The grim fairy tales were weird and sometimes gross and often scary. And in the podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, you can listen along with a group of other kids as I tell them those tales. The episodes are sometimes grim, sometimes grimmer, and sometimes grimmest. But no matter how creepy it gets, we'll always have a great time guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and discussing what these tales mean to us. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. Hello, friends with feet and friends with fins. Whatever you've got, it's time to give them a rest and kick back and relax for an all-new episode of Tales with a Whale. That's right. You've tuned in to the only podcast hosted by a marine biologist talk show host who happens to be a 150-ton blue whale. That's me, Betty the Blue Whale. I'm coming at you, as per usual, from the famous underwater studio here at the bottom of the Pflugerville Ocean. And that music is courtesy of our fabulous in-house musicians, the All Clam Jam Band. If you're a regular listener of all the great content here at Go Kid Go, you might know me as friend to Xavier and Atlas, those spunky twins from the Whale of a Tale series. Well, now I've got my own show, where we talk about all about the opulent oceans and the magical marine life living in them. A little later, we'll be joined by rambunctious roving reporter Bubbles the Seahorse, who'll be coming at us from a mysterious and incredible location somewhere in the ocean. But first, it's time for my favorite segment, where I get to talk about my flippered friends and brethren of the blowholes, cetaceans. That's right. It's time for another installment of Cetacean Sensation. Today, we're going to learn about senses, and more specifically, the senses of the porpoise. Did you know that my porpoise cousins have a pretty poor sense of taste? It's true. Scientists have found that porpoises are missing their taste buds, which means everything pretty much tastes the same to them. They also have no olfactory bulbs, which are the little things in everyone's nose that allows them to smell. Humans may not have a very keen sense of smell in relation to dogs, but compared to porpoises, they're veritable super sniffers, since the porpoise can't smell anything at all. That music means it's time to move on to our main segment of the show. And since it's Monday, that means it's time once again for Sea Creature Feature. 
where we highlight one of the fascinating creatures that live in the ocean. I hope this show goes on for years because there's so many amazing creatures in the ocean and I want to get to them all. You might say I'm officially obsessed, <laughs> especially with today's guest. Let's see if Bubbles has spotted them. Come in, Bubbles. Where are you today? Well, howdy, Betty. I'm swimming here in the Amazon, which means I've got my special freshwater suit on and... Oh, clams, I just ran into a rock. Well, this thing sure is heavy. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bubbles. We'll talk to management and see if we have something in the budget for a more streamlined suit. But in the meantime, have you seen our guest? Mm, not quite yet. Hey, what was that? It looked like lightning, but underwater. That's our guest, Bubbles. Everyone give a warm welcome to the electric eel. Oh, she's a real beaut, Betty. She looks about eight feet long, and she's a deep dark gray, and has a fin on her belly. Yep, electric eels are stunning creatures. They can be about six to eight feet long and weigh up to 44 pounds. They're usually dark green or grayish and have yellow or orange bellies with long cylindrical bodies and flat heads. They're definitely what most people think of when they think of eel. But did you know that an electric eel is not really an eel at all? It's true. They're actually something called a knife fish, which is closer in relation to catfish and carp than they are to true eels. Even still, the electric eel is one of the most well-known and famous eels. Why is that? Well, probably because of their electrifying personalities. Well, maybe not exactly that, but they are actually able to produce electricity. How cool is that? Electric eels have special organs that contain over 6,000 special cells called electrocytes that store electricity like tiny batteries. When they're threatened, or doing the threatening, these cells go off all at once, releasing a burst of energy to disorient their target. I guess you could call them real stunners. Scientists used to believe there was only one type of electric eel, so imagine their shock when in 2019, they discovered two more types. Originally, they believed the strongest electric eel could discharge 650 volts of power until they discovered a new type of electric eel that they call the Volta electric eel. The Volta electric eel is capable of discharging 860 volts of energy, which people have likened to touching an electric fence. Ouch! I'll keep my fins to myself, thanks. This voltage makes Volta electric eels not only the strongest electric eel, but the strongest electric-emitting animal on the planet. Electric eels are predators and carnivores. They were originally thought to be solitary creatures, but scientists have observed groups of them hunting in the Amazon to bring down whole schools of fish. Uh, information that might have been useful before I swam all the way out here, don't you think? <laughs> don't worry, Bubbles. The electric eel is our guest. They're not going to eat you. Plus, I don't think your freshwater suit is very tasty. 
and they prefer to feed mostly on small fish and amphibians. But these crafty creatures actually need to breathe air, which brings them to the surface quite often. And when they're up there, they've been known to catch birds and small mammals for dinner too. Most times, an electric shock from an electric eel won't be a big deal for humans, unless you have a weak heart. Even still, it's important to respect them and give them lots of space. So if you're ever in the Amazon, keep your fins and fingers to yourself. Okay, folks, well, that music means we've come to the end of another show. I'd like to thank the All Clam Jam Band and Bubbles the Seahorse. It was a real illuminating time as per usual, Betty. <laughs> it sure was. And don't forget, folks, that we've got a lot of amazing content from Go Kid Go to check out. There's always a new show or new adventure dropping, so don't miss out. Just check out all our offerings wherever you get your podcasts. And before we go, try this on for size. The alligator said to the electric eel, Hey, could I get a hand? And the eel said, Sure, but I'd have to charge you. <laughs> so long, folks, and happy swimming. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.